love movies about history. I think it makes most of us want to investigate what happened and learn even more about what we just saw. Now, that is already happening with the movie Oppenheimer, which by all accounts, every review I've seen has said, this is a great movie. And that's why our Scott Shantz has been looking into it. Good morning, Scott. Hi, good morning. Yeah, I am so, so excited for this movie. I think like so many people are, but I totally don't mind admitting that I think like a lot of people, before all the hype for this started, if you said, do you know who Robert J. Oppenheimer is? I might have said, uh, I think I think I know who that is. Is that the guy who invented the, the atom bomb? That's probably where my information around him. Limited is what you yeah. would say. <laughs> yeah, right? Like you kind of know the name, but that's kind of it. So now that this movie is coming and it opens today and uh, everyone is talking about it and how great it is, I thought it deserved a little bit more backstory. So I got in touch with Darius von Gutner. He is a researcher, writer, and historian at the University of Melbourne, and he's written a ton about Robert J. Oppenheimer and studied a ton on him and stuff. And so I asked him, like, this is phenomenon is happening, right? They're making this movie and all of a sudden everybody is starting to pay attention. Yes, it seems that uh, the movie is sparking the interest again. And again, the impact of Hollywood's uh, uh, production, um, it it seemed to be triggering all of this uh, wave of uh, interest, but also kind of, uh, you know, the the name, everyone seemed to know the name, but people are are not quite sure as to what exactly Oppenheimer did. Yeah, and I think that that's really interesting. And I, I like that movies are a way to sort of educate people who aren't familiar with what he did. But in your opinion, why, why should we... Um, know about him and can you sum up basically his contribution to science and why they're making a movie about him? So there are a couple of things here. My main interest in Oppenheimer is about his ideas about how science and the humanities need to work together. That we should not focus uh, just on scientific discovery alone. We should not just focus on the pure science, but we need to understand it also in the context of who we are, who we are as species, who we are as thinking um, uh, beings, that in fact everything else, art and philosophy and our history should inform and guide us in uh, not just discovery of scientific um, new discoveries, but uh, but really about, about, you know, how do we use it? Where do we go? Do we need it? He advocated for... Uh, people to learn about the kind of the whole sphere of human activity, not just one side of it. Um, of course, he's going to remain the father of the atomic bomb. bomb. This is the, the kind of the label that's stuck after his involvement in Manhattan Project and then bringing, um, uh, bringing about the successful um, uh, detonation of the first nuclear um, weapon. So that's, that's, of course, that's, that's going to be the big label. But otherwise, um, um, he was just like everyone else of us. He was human. Um, he has his faults. He loved. Um, he uh, didn't like certain things. Um, he was passionate about what he did. He was obsessive about science. On the other hand, he learned so much about the other side. He loved humanity. Can you explain anything about what he was doing before and why he was chosen to lead the project that he led? There are a couple of uh, different interpretations about um, why he was chosen. Um, But I think if you look at his academic career, um, he graduated uh, from Harvard. Then he completed his PhD um, relatively quickly. Um, He clearly um, had a lot of to contribute. He clearly was recognized as a person uh, that uh, worked in domain of physics. 
um, um, at a quite different level to others. Um, so, so that's uh, that's the beginning. Uh, then he was working in different American institutions, um, supervising different students, bringing again uh, different researchers. Um, he um, was, I think, instrumental in shaping people's ideas, but also facilitating their research to bring about new discoveries. And later, his students um, were among uh, Nobel Prize winners and um, were recognized for, for contribution to science globally. So I think this is the, the early days are just there, I think, um, as, a, as a base of a lot of other things. Why was he chosen? And this is, this is the surprise, because um, on one hand, he didn't have he didn't have an experience in running a complex uh, projects involving hundreds of uh, people um he didn't have enormous scientific credentials he didn't win prizes and we know that he was nominated for nobel prize about three times he didn't get it but i think um one one of the things that stands out that for the weapons program that american government at that time um was working on um, having uh, looking at the you know the threat of nazi germany um he, oppenheimer's ideas about how that weapon can be actually um physically delivered um he must have been convincing um to those people that were making these decisions that he was the man able to deliver the theory and the practice now, do you think that Oppenheimer perhaps regretted creating the technology that he did? I don't know if we can say that uh, that he regretted it. Perhaps his attempts to create international um, agency to control the use of nuclear energy was an attempt to uh, to essentially uh, use that energy for peaceful purposes. Um, we still, I mean, historians disagree about this. Did he just obsess about the weapon or did he actually worked on the use of energy for our purposes? If if the truth is that he he looked just at at the use of nuclear energy, then I guess we can say that um, that's that's you know that shows us the way forward um, that he was essentially harnessing a new source of energy for the use of humanity. What do you think we should view his legacy as? Uh, the fact that he was able to uh, travel and talk about science and humanity, science and understanding of us as species and our thinking. Uh, again, that bridging the gap between philosophy, between literature and understanding of, of science. I think this is this is his true, um, per, he discovered that purpose when he was no longer able to contribute just in pure science himself. Um, so in a way, for me, this is uh, this is again a, a brilliant example of uh, of a scientist um, who um, is able to um, to discover that other side of uh, his endeavor and to link them both to then passionately argue that um, we cannot understand one without the other. That's Darius von Guttner. He's a researcher from the University of Melbourne. And I, I love that take. And I find it a little bit ironic even that Robert J. Oppenheimer was so vivacious about life and yet had a massive role to play in creating this thing that contributes to so much destruction. I'm so excited for this movie. I'm excited for this movie too. I I love any movie that makes us curious, that we want to learn more about. And I know there's going to be 
a ton of articles you online bet. of people saying, I didn't know this. And I'm thinking, well, what, what did you learn at school? Sure. Because we should know something. Even as you said, you know something right. of Robert Oppenheimer. Uh, so I hope this is a really good opportunity for people to learn more. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Opens today. And then the weekend is going to be huge, of course. Oh, boy. Okay, I'm putting that. I'm, I, hopefully this will be the one, Scott, that gets me out of the house to go see it. Let's plan to go see it next week. Together? If you want to. No, thanks. But thank you for that <laughs> offer. <laughs> thank you. Sure. <laughs> That's Scott Schatz.